Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park It is May 27, 2019. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day to everybody out there and uh, to all our fallen men and women who have defended this country so valiantly over the years. Those uh, continuing to do so, thank you for your service. Um, all right. Where do we start? I think we just start by letting her rip. It's a holiday. We just let, let it go rip. off the rails. It's just me and you uh, kicking it old school. How was your weekend? It was good. It was eventful, yeah. to say the least. Got to see my... My niece graduated from high school, which is definitely weird. Yeah. Makes me feel old. Yeah. I, I, I put it in her card, but one of the first memories that I have of her as a baby was at my brother Andy's graduation. Oh, yeah. So it kind of comes full circle. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's interesting. I think that might have actually been the first time I ever met her. Anyway, uh, did that. And then we introduced a new niece into the world on Saturday. So we... we Blew up to blew up eighty five to Raleigh to go and uh, go and see Angie's brother and uh, my brother in law and, nice. and our sister in law. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, give birth to a healthy baby girl, and then um, we got back last night. And today we just our last day of the weekend is we. She's really into plants. We're both really into birds. Yeah. I'm into woodworking, so I spent. We spent time at Home Depot and the nursery, and so why Home Depot? Why not Lowe's? Is it just because it's is it a decision based on being in closer proximity, yeah, or yeah, is it yeah. an actual brand alliance? From no, 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 not a brand alliance. I know you said that jokingly earlier, yeah, but I just no, wondered because um, I'm I a just, Lowe's guy through and through. I haven't been to Lowe's much as an adult. I've bought a few, like I bought a jigsaw from there. They yeah. were one of the only ones that had this this crazy deal on a Black and Decker. Uh, uh, jigsaw, but aside from that, I haven't really spent a whole lot of time at Lowe's since I was a kid. My dad was always a, a Lowe's guy, mm-hmm. but we didn't have Home Depots in Alabama and and, and South Carolina, really. True, I feel like Home Depot's a, a much trader new- by not going to Home Depot being in Atlanta. Yeah, Home Depot's a much newer brand, but for for me, um, where we live, I want to say there's let, let me count one, don't two. give any spoilers away about where you no. live. If you give too oh, much God. information, people. I, I, if I tell you how many, triangulate. I guess how many, yeah, I guess <laughs> people will start finding where all the closest. I've been are. I've been listening to that Michael Malice book, and um, part of it was about the people on 4chan finding out where Shia LaBeouf kept putting that flag. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah if I tell you how many Home Depots I have within like a two or three mile radius, people on 4chan are going to dox me. Um, no, yeah, but it's all about proximity. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of right on. Um, but yeah. Anyway, what about you? Uh, Friday, watched the game. Katie went out of town, so I uh, went down to Elder Tree, watched the game down there. Been a while since I had been down to that neck of the woods, and with it being a Friday night, it was one of the few uh, games that wasn't during a Wednesday weeknight where it's tough to get down there or in the middle of a crazy weekend that like I've had <laughs> recently. So was able to get down there Friday night to watch the game, and then... 
spent the rest of the weekend kind of hanging out at the pool and doing some work here and there that I needed to get done. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really it. And I'd be remiss if I didn't congratulate my parents celebrated their 45th, 41st wedding anniversary yesterday. That's pretty awesome. crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's a long time. It is. That is a really long time. Almost as long as Atlanta went without scoring a goal from open play. Oh, wow. What is it? 500 minutes now? No, we scored one from open play. Oh, yeah, that's right. Against Rail Salt Lake. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Joseph broke that. that. Yeah. Ooh, man, that poll really was, I don't know if you guys saw it on Twitter. I'm sure most of you did. Got a pretty good bit of votes. But that loss to Real Salt Lake was one where a lot of people were up in arms about it. It comes in the dying breaths of the game. and Would you say they were real salty about it? I was I was indifferent about it. How about you? I feel like it's been a really good cleansing process this season that losses don't... The Red Bulls loss, I think, hurt me more than any of the other ones this season. I said that last week. But the one against Real Salt Lake, it was like I just started laughing whenever they scored it because, of course, they would. Right. Yeah. It, again, I will I will say it again. Found money. That's like the success yeah. this year is found money. All I care about is the foundation that's being built right now, and I think that that foundation is uh, it's going – I think it's going fine. If, if, if you're going to lose – like I can't get mad if we lose that game like that. Mm-mm. It's it's just hard. And, and, and so, it, what was your vote between the two? I, I'm assuming you are the same as I am with Red Bulls being the worst loss of yeah, the two. Yeah, for sure. Um, Especially considering the lineup that we trotted out against RSL, it was. I mean, you had no offensive players on the field aside from Nagby and Joseph Martinez. You had no Tito. You had no Pity. You had no Barco. Gressel, who has been wildly out of form over the past five or six games, um, just looked devoid of any sort of real offensive playmaking ability for a large portion of that game until Escobar and Pity Martinez come in, and instantly you see a complete change of pace where opportunities are being created, um, link up play. It's funny. Those two come on and instantly pity and Escobar start creating link up play on a consistent basis within seconds of coming on and ultimately end up having a link up play, which ends up getting dished out to Joseph Martinez who scores the equalizing goal. So uh, for the first, however many minutes they were out of the game, 65 minutes, I think it was whenever they 65th minute when they came in, maybe, maybe it was the 70th. I don't remember what it was exactly, but for a large portion of that game, you had nobody really creating opportunities and nobody that was posing a viable threat either. Yeah, I would say how much of how much. Well, first, I want to peel back and say thank you guys for tuning in with us uh, on Memorial Day. Those of you guys recovering, good luck. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, if you guys are listening to us on or watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell icon. Make sure you guys get the notifications whenever we go live. Oh, I know what I did this weekend. What's that? I, I started playing wall ball by myself with the soccer ball. That oh, shit. Yeah. That is that the is that like the the single player tennis wall? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's I think it's four wall ball over in my neighborhood. Oh, really? Like, there's always a loose tennis ball around. I think kids go and play actual wall ball over there. Um, um, thank you guys for tuning in, Elliot Beaven, Brian Olivas, Richard Gordon, Elliot. Uh, I already said Elliot Beaven, Br- Brittany S. Thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, Brittany S. You know she's going to be here, yeah, every week. A one since day one. That's it. Um, and then if you guys are listening to us on iTunes and or Apple Podcast or Stitcher, leave us a rating and or a review. We will read it live on the show. We've we've seen some some shakeups in the iTunes ratings, which I'm not happy about. So. All yeah. of those, all of those ratings and reviews go a long way, guys and gals. So uh, keep them coming. We we definitely need and appreciate them. So votes, reviews, hear them read aloud on the show. We don't have any new ones, right? We don't. Yeah, currently. So uh, let's let's make sure we get things back the way that they should be. For sure. Um, you mentioned Petey Martinez coming in and and Franco Escobar coming in and the two of them immediately linking up. I was listening to it. Uh, I was listening to Jason and. And Mike Conti, Jason Longshore, Mike Conti on 92.9, give the, the the play-by-play. And I honestly don't know if I've ever heard Jason Longshore get as heated and as animated as he did 
after it wasn't Savarino, it was uh, Saucedo. After Saucedo intentionally fouled Petey Martinez twice in a row after he came in and did not get a card, yeah. Jason was screaming for a yellow, and I <laughs> I loved it. I loved every minute of the uh, every minute of that that I heard. But essentially, it felt like. <sighs> I know we want to keep it kind of uh, uh, natural, uh, <laughs> casual, but lineup. We already talked a little bit about it, but one thing Elliot Beaven saying is um, Parker should not play left back anymore. Which he played. No, he I, played I think, on the right to start the game, right? I think we've been saying that uh, a while now that him being on left back was. It worked out against Orlando because that's the way that their offense wanted to pull to his dominant foot. And I think that he's getting exposed more and more as he plays at that position. So I don't think that's a long-term strategy there. And I think it needs to yeah. be. How much of the lineup? I just don't know. Where the fuck is Mikey Ambrose right now? I don't he's know. clearly making the 18. He's clearly seen play time. How's he not at least made it into rotation? For a few minutes at the end of the game, that's that's been the head scratcher for me in the lineup. Really, more so than I don't know. I mean, I feel like we talk about him every single week, but I think it's proving to be that Breck Shea at left back is our best option currently. He absolutely is, but what I'm saying is, it's a head scratcher that Mikey Ambrose doesn't even get any rotation time yeah. in a position no, that true. he naturally plays. That's fair, and he clearly is healthy enough to make the 18. Why is he not getting any minutes? any meaningful minutes rather than Michael Parkhurst, who doesn't play that position naturally, that gets shoehorned in there and, and consistently Richard, gets exposed in there. Yeah, and to Richard Gordon's point, he started on the right, but he shouldn't be playing so forward either. Well, you're you're deploying... He's not fast enough no, to track back. No, he definitely isn't, and he looks just sort of out of sorts whenever he does get that far forward. But you need to have those backs tracking that far forward. You don't need to have four players in the backfield whenever you need, especially... Against RSL, where, like I just said, you had nobody creating offensive opportunities. You had Nagby and Martinez, who are pretty easy to shut down if there's only two players that you really need to pay attention to, because you've got Remetti and Jeff Lorenowitz, who are going to naturally play a little bit more defensively. Remetti, who maybe makes some offensive chance creation opportunities, but Gressel, who has just been... I don't know what's going on with him, man. He's just been... I don't know either. I feel like maybe he needs a rest. I don't know if the contract He seems so lost in things right now, which is... Yeah, yeah, the contract thing, I didn't even really think about that. One interesting thing that I saw, and it sucks because I don't like to be the person to try to find these little, well, we lost because we were short on rest, blah, blah, blah. Ultimately, that's what we're going to end up talking about at some point or another. But it was an interesting statistic that uh, Conti pulled up where he compared the amount of rest that teams got both Atlanta United and their opponent for each game this season, and over half of the games that Atlanta United has played, the opponent has had more time to rest and recover than Atlanta United has, and that's not even counting the whole flight, travel, training, everything else that Atlanta United is having to deal with with those lesser days rest. So, yeah, that's interesting. And in this run of games that we'll have this week, um, Wednesday against Minnesota, and then who do we have this weekend? Chicago on Saturday uh, will be the first time this season that we've got uh, like Minnesota traveling with less days rest to us playing at home with a little bit more rest or something like that. Yeah, Wednesday at 7 o'clock, which is always fun in Atlanta to get downtown to a game. For seven o'clock kick. Yeah, I'm gonna miss it. I'm in a conference this week, so. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Saturday at six at home, also against Chicago. We have to make up these games. Harrison Hibbert um, had pointed out on Twitter talking about just how rough the run of form has been, and how inconsistent it's been for Atlanta, Sporting KC, New York Red Bulls, and how much of an impact and how bungled the schedule has been by MLS when dealing with the the Concacaf Champions League. Elliot Beaven brings up the point that you were talking to me about, about the announcers trying to say it wasn't a goal. Okay, yeah. So I get home at the aforementioned graduation. Uh, we go out to dinner. We I leave, and I, I turn on the radio. I'm listening to it. Um, I have a long drive ahead of me back home. And, you know, I hear Joseph equalize. We get uh, we get close to the end of regulation or, you know, be, in, in the stoppage time. 
I pull up into the driveway. I quick get out. I get into the house. Angie's watching it on her phone. And I quick like look down. And I said, shit, did we just give up that game? She's like, no, they're saying it's not a goal. But that's not at all what they were saying. Yeah, it was like it a, was like a oh my god, disbelief. like this couldn't possibly be a goal in yeah. the final seconds. Like, yeah, oh. that's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> that's so terrible. If we can not have Unimas games anymore, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, nothing against the the channel itself, but the people that and it's been like that for the past three years. The the announcers. Um, I mean, I feel like the whole time they just talked about. Miguel Almiron, yeah, uh, not being there and just t- I don't know. What happened to Sunderland this weekend? I saw that it was an own goal, and it was in their relegation playoff game. Oh, I don't pay attention to that far. Yeah, they they were in relegation playoffs or relegation, whatever they're like. No, 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 that would have been playoffs for promotion. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they were playing for promotion, promotion into the championship. Right. And I, think, one I right now. think that they advanced. Somebody can correct me. All I saw was that the highlights and the opposing team that they were playing accidentally scored an own goal or something like that to no, allow. Yeah. Charlton actually ended up um, advancing. Oh, okay. 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 So Charlton beat out. Um, Sunderland. Hold on. Yeah. I'll pull it up. Uh-huh. So did Sunderland score the own goal then? That's hilarious if that's the case. <laughs> so it's even more funny. <laughs> I just saw that it was a huge thing and everybody was like, well, this is just Netflix fodder basically for Sunderland until I die season three or whenever. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Coming yeah, up. let me find it. Sunderland. Good. Yeah, uh, Sunderland. No, no, no. Charlton scored an own goal. They did, but they still ended in up the, winning. In the fifth minute, Charlton then scored a goal and then uh, Charlton scored again in the last gasp stoppage time at the end of the game to end up uh winning the playoff final wow so they are one of three teams moving forward i don't know who else is getting promoted from league one i don't pay attention that far down i did see that darby county got beat out by uh, dan's not here maybe he's in depression because this is my new favorite thing is just randomly scrolling through the suggested tweets because of all the (laughs) soccer engagement it's just seeing random stuff like that the other one did you see the uh Netherlands refer the referee in Netherlands yes. that scored the goal. <laughs> it's just his trot afterwards. Is so He's great. just like sorry. <laughs> so so so. Hey, I. <laughs> it was a pretty good goal so, though. <laughs> he scored it and then pointed pointed to half field. Like that's. Well, I'm sure somebody uh, did the deal with it. Sunglasses. Oh, right? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm had, sure. Had to have happened. It was pretty great. I now, guess that that guess that rule is going to change within the next couple of weeks. Oh yeah, uh, and it has to, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's silly. Have to, yeah. Because he is abs- like he's he's a bystander of the game. He doesn't play for either <laughs> team, so he's so funny, so stupid. <laughs> uh, but yeah, much to Dan's chagrin, Aston Villa ended up beating out Derby County uh, this morning, I believe, or maybe it was yesterday, um, to win uh, the playoff for Premier League. Do you know if uh, Champions League is going to be playing in the stadium before the game Saturday? I don't. Because the game is at one thirty, right? I uh, should know based on the amount of fucking advertisements have been going on lately in every game that I watch. The Champions. I'm pretty sure it's at one thirty Saturday. So, so maybe that's too far in advance of the Chicago game for them to have it on. Because if it's at one thirty, then... I am not watching that with anybody but... Probably just my wife because I am gonna be. <laughs> I, <sighs> just you ever make fresh tortellini? Knuckered, puckered, <laughs> chubbered, and topped is what you're gonna. That's what your hash browns are gonna be. Dude, last, last year I, I watched it by myself at home too, and it was just. I don't. I just don't want to be around people if it if it something goes down like it did last year. I just don't. I don't want to be. Because not everybody's going to be as classy as you, and and like not give and me shit about you? it. Yeah. yeah. So I that was one of my favorite things so far this season was not watching any or knowing anything about Champions League or EPL or anything, but watching the Liverpool match and against Barcelona and just live tweeting like how happy <laughs> I was for you without any real vested interest nice. in it. Felt nice. That was my final. FaceTiming you. <laughs> What's funny is the screenshots you took made it look like I was crying when I definitely wasn't. Oh, you were definitely crying. No, I am not crying. No, you've seen me cry. 
and it's <laughs> I ugly cry. So yes. it's not. Yeah. I wish Angie would just let me make those pictures of you at the wedding into memes. N- yeah, so not- bad, just ugly crying. T- <laughs> <laughs> Those are going to stay in the vault. <laughs> so they're going to stay in the vault. Um, oh, man. Let's see. Uh, Chelsea in the Europa League final. Eh. Oh. Uh, anyway, so how much of the lineup decision in terms of playing more pensive and not obviously not playing as many playmakers on Friday against RSL, how much of that was we need a fucking break I like, we need so. rest. Yeah. This game isn't that important, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, Especially because we still have a game in hand. Even with a win, we can jump up to the third. The problem say, right now is that we're sitting down in fifth because of everybody else having a game in hand on, on us. Or we have a game in hand on everybody else at this point. So, <clears> yeah, <throat> right now the standings are DC is in... DC's played 15 games. Yeah. Uh, Red Bulls are up in fi- the third Philly's now. played 14 New York Red Bulls have played 14. Montreal played 15. We've played 13. NYCFC has one game in hand on us. Yeah. They have 12. They could potentially jump up ahead of us. even. And then Toronto. What happened to Columbus, man? They have nine losses this year. Yeah. That's nuts. They started out really hot, too. Yeah. That's really nuts. Anyway, so. Everybody saved the crew, and then they stopped caring. So, technically, if we we make up those two games on DC United and we get wins in those, we'll take over the lead in, in the East. Um that's well, it. that's, that's not, if Philly doesn't win. I was going to say, yeah. that's not counting what Red Bulls and... No, I mean, Red Bulls, we would still eclipse them. We okay. would, we'd be on 26 points, they would be on 24. And NYCFC can still jump us if they um, won theirs, too. Right? Yeah, let's see. Three games. Yeah. yeah they, could they, would, they would actually... Yeah. But they'd yeah. have to win all three, which is They're, tall order. I don't know. Yeah, they have seven draws. Because they just drew Orlando this past weekend, right? Or did they end up beating No, they drew, they drew Chicago. Chicago. That's who they drew. I knew was, they drew this past 1-1. weekend. Orlando lost this past weekend to LAFC, right? No, Galaxy. I think they lost to Galaxy this weekend because that game was on right before ours. Yeah, one nothing. Yeah. LAFC just keeps continuing to roll. I mean, are we of all of the opinion that... they are fucking just steamrolling everybody right now. What are they up to? 35 points and the next closest is like 27 or something? 26. 34 points, 26. Damn, uh, I was close. It's yeah. like I looked at that or something. <laughs> But the scary thing about this, so I want to say, you guys in the trap, is there anybody right now that you see beating LAFC for the championship? It's, I feel like it's their cup to have. But at the same time, I will say that Seattle being in second with a game in hand, they could potentially be only five points behind a steamrolling LAFC. And they're a team that notoriously starts slowly. Their cup to win is a tall order considering DC United's having a pretty great season themselves. Um. Yeah, I feel like they're a little inconsistent, though. I think they're a little up and down. I mean, what's Carlos Vela on right now? 15 goals. He's oh, gonna, yeah. I he's going to break Joseph's record. Oh, yeah. I think so. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. Yeah. He stays healthy. He like He's going to score so. 35 goals yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, Let's see. And Brian Olivas mentions that it's still a long season to go. I mean, we're only in week 13 right now, so you're right. We're not even at the halfway point. But, my God, do you see that slowing down? I don't with LAFC. They're so deep. That, I mean, they they like lose players or they're trading players, and they just feel. I feel like they keep getting better. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me. And Bob Bradley, as much as I hate to say it, can coach at this level. He can't coach at the U.S. Men's National Team level. He fucking sucked. But right now is the time of the season that I start paying attention to other teams around the league. Put it that way. I, to Brian's point, it is a long season. And I think right now we're getting to the point in the season where you can kind of see where within a couple of spots, knock on wood for Atlanta United's sake, where most of the teams are going to fall. Yeah. Aside from uh, there's always going to be somebody that just tanks out of nowhere. But overall, I think that within, let's say, a swing of three positions for every team, there you know who's going to be the top two or three teams out of the East and West right now, I think pretty convincingly. Um, do, I mean, you think so? I mean, unless something happens with Philly, like Red Bulls that's look... That's true. Philly are deep too, and that's, that's right. the other thing is I think Philly, like they built with a long-term intention, and them adding somebody like Marco Favion into the mix there has been... It seems like it's been at least a turning point for them, and they've been a good team. No, I get... You're right. I mean, I think... 
right now third is between us and Red Bulls. Right. I think Atlanta United is somewhere in that third to sixth range. You want to hear something crazy? And so, it depends on what happens with these other teams. If if Philly stays where they have been and convincingly so, they're going to be in that one or two spot. DC United, even with their inconsistencies, hasn't really wavered from the one or two spot even with that. So that's true. I think that they stay there. Red Bulls always in the mix in that Second, third, fourth, you know, I don't think that they're necessarily a team built to take the supporter shield again, but I think that they're somewhere in the two, three, four range. And I think Atlanta United somewhere in the three, four, five range, somewhere around right around in there. Again, the lower part of the playoff table always ends up getting kind of shaken up towards the end and, and you may see some things there. But I think what about Montreal? Do you see them as a number four seed? Because you want to hear something crazy? They're the only, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, well, I guess in the East, they're the only playoff team right now that has a negative goal differential. They're in fourth with a negative six goal differential. That's crazy. Also, Atlanta United still tied for the best defense in the league. Now, what to Bryant's point, I could see, you're absolutely right. I could see this Atlanta United team getting really hot come August or September, especially if... Barco, who we didn't mention, stays as hot as he is, even traveling down to the U-20s with Argentina, getting his brace this past weekend. I don't know if you saw the fucking banger he put in. Good God. That boy's trying to get sold. Holy shit, dude. If we keep him and he keeps playing the way he has been, both with us and traveling with the U-20s, whenever we get him back, the combination of him... A Pity Martinez, who you hope and expect to see settle in a little bit more as things progress. I think he's been okay. He's been serviceable over the past few games. Maybe not living up to all the hype and expectation that we all have of him, but it's been on a positive trajectory overall. Yes, we all have complaints about him, but Barco, Nagby, um, uh, Pity Martinez, Joseph Martinez, who's going to do what Joseph's going to do. I think the only question, I mean, even Tito, whenever Tito's been on, he's been great. Julian I think the question, Gressel. Exactly. The question mark for me right now is what happens with Julian Gressel? Because in order for Atlanta United to get hot in August and September, you have to have some sort of a viable option at right wing, which is shocking to me that a league where we've sat here offside trap after offside trap and talked to every single team and how every team struggles at the left back position week in and week out. And we have a player like Julian Gressel, who was a rookie of the year, two years removed from that position, who had the most assists last year for Atlanta United, or was it Miggy? One of the, I want to say he had the most assists to this year, who just seems to be sort of lost in translation in the lineup. Like in order for that to happen, Julian's got to start clicking somehow in this lineup and formation because right now he just seems lost to me. There, there hasn't been a lot of those standout performances where you see him doing what he wants to do on that right wing position. Yeah, and I almost know. I don't know if at this point he loses that starting position whenever Barco comes back mm. because what I can see happening is PD on the left, Barco in the hole, and then Tito on the right. I could absolutely see that. Because from that standpoint, you have P.D. Martinez and, and Barco who are interchangeable, kind of interweaving on that side of the field that can feed crosses in, a la Julian Gressel, while you have Tito that can run straight at that yep. the the poor left back, Yep. as you were mentioning. I don't, I don't know. I, I hope he sorts it out. I, I trust that he will sort it out. I don't think it's – I mean, he's been an outstanding performer. Love Julian Gressel. I just – you know, over the past two years, he set the bar so high for himself. Right yeah. now, it's becoming a little apparent that he's, he's not, not living, living up, up to his own his own standards that he set for himself. Really, you know. Yeah, and I don't know how much of that you read into based on short amount of rest or whatever it is, new system, yada yada yada. But um, I, I'm I have full confidence that he's a capable player and a capable individual to succeed in this system. But in order for Atlanta to get hot, you've got to have him be a part of that equation. Yeah. I think when when you're talking about Petey Martinez, I don't have any doubts that he is going to end up being the performer we need him to be. And I think that, like you said, he's on an upward trajectory. I think he's getting more comfortable with the team and I think he's playing better and better. I don't have a whole lot of complaints about him um, at this point. So, 
Justin Miram in the 10. What about Justin Miram in a starting role? Better I yet. wouldn't mind that either because he can play at the defense. He yeah. can play against – he can play 1v1s, yes. and he can, he can play make off of that. I think that putting him in there I think gives us a different option. And putting him in at the 10, putting – I'm guessing if you're asking about putting – Miram at the 10, no, are you talking about putting Petey at the wing? I don't know that I would put him in the 10 and put Petey. No, I, I, I've liked what I've seen from Miram yeah, on the right side. Yeah, Whenever exactly. he's come in and played right wing, exactly. I think for his ability to cut in and, and distribute, I, I we saw it in the first game where he got subbed in against Orlando where he almost teed up, I want to say he teed up Joseph yeah. to score a goal, and yeah. he's looked dangerous. I think that it's just a matter of time really integrating into the squad. I, I have no objection to him starting. I have no objection to him coming, especially when we're dealing with the absence of Ezekiel Barco. And then. So Elliot even mentions Nagby as the 10. So is that not what we just had this past weekend against RSL? Was Nagby essentially playing the 10? Because it wasn't Jeff Lorenowitz. It wasn't Eric Rometty. It wasn't Gressel. It wasn't Joseph Martinez. So in my opinion, that's what we got was Nagby as the 10. And I don't think that that's the right. I don't think that's the right direction for it's this not team. His, it's not his proper position. He's a number eight. And his his ability to link the defense to the, to the offense and exactly. be able to track backwards and forwards. And, is, and Joe Johnson kind of points that out, that he, he's got nobody there to really get him the ball or to feed off of. I think Nagby succeeds based on having a 10 to play um, – play counter to with defenses in the midfield the midfield has to respond to a true number 10 that is going to move left right up and down all over the field and distribute that they have to pay attention and pull off of their position to adjust to and as soon as they do Nagby's there to punish them like that's that's where he succeeds at he's not the person doing all of that movement and distribution I think he is a perfectly skilled and talented player whenever he's playing that role but I don't think that he he can be the the lone distribution gear in the midfield no not at all i think he is there to set the pace of the game he is there to slow it down to distribute to just to completely reset the game once it hits the midfield (laughs) god almighty kendrick brock once we fire frank DeBoer, all of our players will fix themselves and we will score golazos Every game. Jeffrey Goldenstein, complaint with pity, plays no defense, gives up on plays. I will um, I will concede that fact. I agree. I, I don't think that he is a player that is built to track back and run down balls and I don't if know he that, gives up, I, but I don't know that he's necessarily supposed to be either. No, I was going to say, I don't I think know, Barco does that. I, I don't think, I don't know if it's fair right now to criticize Petey for that because I don't know if that's being asked of him. If, if Frank DeBoer is not asking that of him, then I don't expect him to necessarily do that because how many times, well, you play mostly center defense mid, but I can't tell you how many times I would get so frustrated because I would play forward and I would track back on defense because people would ask me to track back and they go, why aren't you forward? I was like, well, you you tell me to track back, but if they're not telling him to track back, he needs to stay forward because he needs to be there to to start the the play for Joseph. In terms of giving up on plays, I will give him that, but I think that, that's just going to come with time. I think that he is going to adapt a little better to the... I mean, we've seen it with Barco, too. Kendrick, with a actual comment now, uh, I'm fine with Pity not getting back on defense, but I do hate when he flops or a foul and just sits there with his arms held up instead of pressuring the ball 10 feet away. I can agree with that. That is a That is a big frustration for me as well. It's not that I'm expecting him to run 50 yards back to play defense, but when he goes to ground, doesn't get the whistle, and doesn't immediately recognize that to get back up and play yeah. the play the individual that stripped him of the ball or the play is developed 10 to 15 yards around him. Uh, that's really frustrating to see. I, I totally agree with that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously we wanted to see the win against RSL, a upper-middle team in the West, not anything super crazy. Uh not a team that you expected to lose to. I saw. I, I, I genuinely thought the equalizer would come once we had some offensive power. Right, we, because we, we got it. We and really took just, control of the game for a yeah, while. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of you get beat by a worldie like that. It's just not, it's yeah. not something that happens every game, and it's okay to be salty about it. But at the same time, it's I will take that every single day of the week. It is. It is. It is 
only a month removed from the exact same situation we have almost aside from the fact that we conceded two goals, but a very similar situation to what we had on July 4th last year against Dallas. When you give up a, you give up a goal yes. in, in the last moments of the game. Um, and it's a learning, it's a, it's a, a learning opportunity for this team to recognize the fact that you, whenever you, I mean, you stole a point from RSL. And then you ended up giving them right back to them. Yeah. Um, whenever you you fought back, you had the point. You were clearly in the last moments of the game, and Frank DeBoer is yelling out like, "Take a foul!" Like he's he's deliberately telling the players, "Foul him!" Like just just stop the run how, of play. How, how happy were you with his direction from the from the touchline? Yeah, I mean that's that's the right call there. I mean, if you if you're that close to the end of the game, you take the foul, you go to the set piece. Hell, you take a damn card if you have to, but you don't give up a goal on the road, at the end of your road stretch whenever you had fought so hard to get that point back in the last moments of the game. It's a learning opportunity for all of those guys. Um and I, I it, but ultimately, it doesn't upset me nearly as much as the learning exercise that I think the Red Bulls game was. Hopefully, for Frank and the rest of the team, where that's where I got frustrated that you end up losing a game where you're up a man for more than half of the match because you seem completely devoid of any sort of thoughts or creativity as it relates to the offense. That's way more frustrating to me than recognizing the fact that the lineup puts you at a disadvantage for any sort of chance creation out the gate against an RSL team on the road with little rest that you adjust to that in the second half. You clearly start winning the game. You clearly take control of the game. You get that equalizing goal back and then you just come up short in the last few seconds of the game. I'm okay with that. Put it aside. Yes, it's disappointing. Yes, it's a bummer. But that that Red Bulls game, man, that's going to stick in my craw for the rest of the season, especially yeah. if they end up beating us out by one or two positions, knowing that the playoff structure has been reconfigured the way it has been. If they end up locking up a, a fourth-place position and Atlanta United misses it and ends up sitting in the fifth or sixth spot or whatever it is that ends up giving up our home field advantage, like that's going to be what's frustrating to me is giving up a game like that more so than an RSL game, especially against a team in your conference. Agree. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And to to Richard Gordon's question earlier, how the, the poll netted out, we had 247 votes on it, and 52%, it was pretty close, 52% said the, the final seconds lost to RSL is going to hurt them the most. And I wonder I'm how much of that was just knee-jerk because of the Maybe, time that yeah. I posted it. It could be. It, it, it might have been, but to your point... Well, it was almost 50-50, which is crazy. Yeah. The, um, the main thing I will take as a positive, because I am a positive, I'm, I'm more of an optimist than I am a pessimist, especially when it comes to sports, and it's usually why I keep getting let down time and time again. I don't learn. But the fact that we're not... Take the DC game out of it to start the season, because that was like... Uh, I would say that's... Not it's really. our Houston game from last year or well, no, I, any I, other I, game. I would, the actually say, the I would actually say our Columbus game was our Houston game because of the weather ah, in D.C. The weather in D.C. Oh, was really, you know, it, it's it's hard to judge. Well, the Columbus game, you don't want to talk about fucking weather, dude. Jesus, that's the game that we're swimming the entire match. Oh, my... Am I getting the two mixed up? Yeah, the Columbus game was the game that it was a downpour where they were in... Yeah, six inches of water okay. the entire game. I'm pretty sure that was the Columbus match. I'm getting the two mixed up. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. Either way, what I'm what I'm trying to get at is aside from the the one of those two games, whichever didn't have the weather. <laughs> I don't, you got me all mixed up in my head. <laughs> We're not giving up more than a goal lead. Like we've lost two games outside of those uh, to Dallas and uh, no three games. Sorry, to Dallas. RSL and the New York Red Bulls, but they've all been by one goal. In 13 games, we've given up 11 goals total. Yeah, I'm okay with that because to me, that is the base of what you should expect. That's your baseline now. Like your defense is, as much as people hate it, right? As much as people will complain about us being a defense first team or or what have you, possession based, and then a, a good defensive team rather than an electrifying off offensive team. I'll take that 
I, I mean, I'll take it. I, I don't. I don't. And again, care. it goes back to the whole. If you start to compare Red Bulls versus the RSL match, right, where you talk about what the shortcomings were in a defensively based team and a defensively based lineup, you had the playmakers in for aside from Barco, the entirety of that Red Bulls match. When did Breck Shea come in? Well, Breck Shea... I think- to, to me, he's a playmaker over Parkhurst, but I mean, I, okay, I'll, I'll give it to you. But yeah, I mean, if you're talking about the front... front, You had Escobar and Pity and... I mean, you had your lineup in there. True, yeah. Against the Red Bulls. So that's the frustration to me. Absolutely. It, and that, you know, against RSL, you can say, well... You know, the, the shortcoming of being a defensively structured team is whenever your lineup doesn't give you anything to create anything offensively whenever you have opportunities. But you don't have that leg to stand on against that Red Bulls team. And maybe maybe that was just a fluke, and the goal was a really nice goal, and Guzan just kind of gets called out. I mean, he just gets in no man's land, really, where he doesn't come off his line. He doesn't quite stay on it. He misreads his angle. He just can't track over. But still, man, to not put a goal in against that Red Bulls team is really, really frustrating. They have um, a good defense, though, too, man. I know. I know they do. But whenever you've got that lineup in that game, a man up, and to not even seem really threatening is just – that's the frustration. I mean, I get it. But with as many or as few people that show up to Red Bull Stadium as, as they do – it's still a tough place to go and play. It's it's tough to go away from home, especially given the the stretch that we were in. Granted, we were up a man, but at the same time, I mean, is it though? Was Red Bulls really a tough place to play with all of eight thousand people in attendance? Well, that's what I'm saying. Even I think I think it's was tough. it? Yes, coming off of traveling to Vancouver, it, it, it makes it a tough place. While, while the, it's a tough place based on the circumstance, but not based on the atmosphere. I don't know. We haven't won up there. We haven't drawn up there. No, maybe we do have one draw up there, but still. Okay. I, Look, man, I saw Jay Riddle's video. I watched it live. I saw what that crowd was like. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not convinced that that was a intimidating. I'm not saying no. I didn't. You're not listening. I didn't say it was intimidating. I said as few people as showed up, it's still tough to go in there and play. I'm not saying that the crowd was intimidating. I still, I just think it's tough on the road, regardless. Irregardless. Irregardless. <laughs> and I might even say it's tougher to play in front of an empty stadium than it is in front of a bigger crowd. Because you feel more like it doesn't matter as much. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. I wonder what the players feel like whenever they go into a stadium and it's just Good empty. Point. When they go and play against, uh, go and play against. All right, Brian. All right, Brian. That's that's tricky sports math. Hindsight's twenty twenty. If we won all of our games this season, we'd be well ahead in first. Uh, if we had but won that, these but, last two games, Atlanta United would be first place. But with two I think these are. I, I think that's a fair hypothetical, yes, just due to the fact yes, that how those two games were given yes, up. Absolutely. Those are two games we could have and should have won, or at least drawn. Like we should have at least drawn the RSL game. Absolutely. We should have won the Red Bulls game, and maybe that's why that one, to your, uh, with your phrase, that sticks in my craw too. Yeah, more so than than the RSL game is because I don't think that we should have won that RSL game. I would have been happy with a point going out there, oh, yeah, dude. being able to recover from that, that early goal. Absolutely. But losing that Red Bulls game, it does sting. It hurts, especially since, as Bobby Warshaw put it, it's the best rivalry in. In MLS right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty evident. <laughs> uh, I've, I've seen a couple of mentions of some voicemails that we got this past weekend. If you want to get yours in, 678-827-3297. Uh, phone lines are always open. If you want to get your thoughts in after a match, um, whenever, before you go to bed at night, whenever you wake up in the morning, we're always listening. Always here to hear your thoughts. Thoughts, T-H-O-T. Thoughts and Home before dark, don't be evil. What's that? Like Google. Google's an old thing that they, they got oh, rid yeah, of. They, yeah. they, they struck yeah. don't be evil from their from their uh, their creed. That, what is it? 678-827-3297. 678-827-3297. Six, six, yeah, I don't know that it's going to work the way you typed it. It's going to block it. Maybe it went nope. through. Nope. 
678-827-3297. I think, I want to say, let's see if we have, I have one. Just from Joe? I think so, yeah. You just hold it up to your mic on speaker, and then you don't have to mess with the whole thing again. If it's it's a be. minute and a half, though. Oh, my God. You guys are getting out outrageous. I like it, though. Is it just one? I'll take one minute and a half voicemail over. Yes. Six, six 30 seconds. Like, oh, fuck. I forgot what I was going to say. All right. I'm going to attempt playing it. Um, that's the thing. Like, we bought this mixer. It would. It was almost never used, but it lived in the house with a smoker, and I think that like messed up some of these ports. I'm sure that's what it was. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's what it is. Not what he was sticking in those ports. All right, guys. Fresh thoughts right after the match on Friday. You'll get it on Monday. Uh, per Michelle, be sure to call in because humor is going to make this all okay. I believe we're down to 83 points or bust. Um, my gripe is more of the environment created by those English SAP commentators from Unimov that were just talking about whatever they wanted to talk about, not related to play-by-play. So, I mean, last match after a really condensed schedule, teams looking tired, moving at different speeds, really just trying to vent and they kind of joke about this situation with these Unimov commentators because oh my god i went from spanish to english to muted english back to verbal english and then the things they were saying and then all of a sudden it was like butterfly double rainbow oh my god i don't know if you guys heard it or not but if you i really want to rewatch the sap commentators and do a mystery science theater 3000 on it because that I think would be the most hilarious thing we could do given the result of the match. Anyway, I'll catch up with this on Monday. Not entirely sure what I'm saying. So, uh, hope you guys are well. Catch up with you guys soon. Bye. I think the only solution here is that we need the, the home before dark companion podcast to for away games just start away doing games. away games live we got to start doing away games live can we be your guys commentary for away games i think that's what we need to have happen and we can maybe turn it into a collaborative with other content creators around atlanta where we all just kind of get together and watch the match and, and commentate on it live can't have kelly francis in here though she'll blow out all the mics yes that girl that girl <laughs> She yells a lot. A lot of yelling. Yeah. Um, oh, yikes. What? Yikes. Kendrick said, I'll take Dan and Tim. No Kevin. That's fine. I'll just, uh, I'll watch. I like to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I could just, I didn't listen to the Unimas oh. broadcast, really. So, but I can hear the Julian Gressel. <laughs> so that, that seemed to be something that really stuck out to a lot of people that annoyed a lot of people. Yeah, I think that's what we need. Uh, we Brian, need a relatable commentary. Brian Reynolds says Red Bulls isn't a rivalry. We can't put double standards on rivalries. I don't know, man. I don't. I feel like just there's a lot of bad blood. I just feel like there's a lot of bad blood. It's a very competitive. <laughs> the fucking Kamara thing alone. Kamar? Not Kamar. Yeah. yeah. Kamar. Not Kamar Lawrence. Yeah. yeah. Not Kai Kamara. I don't know what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, Minnesota's coming off two wins. Yep. Short rest. Coming into, uh, coming into Atlanta. Where do they stand right now in the West? Upper middle. I think they're sixth. They're fifth. Damn it. Sorry, Pirlo. <laughs> <laughs> Scared the bejesus yeah, out did. of him. Come here, buddy. It's all right. Look at that. Look at his eyes. He just, I just woke him up out of a deep slumber. Good grief. Sorry, Speaking buddy. of, who disturbs my slumber? Did you go watch uh, Aladdin this weekend? Uh, no, and I won't be because it looks fucking terrible. <laughs> I'm really excited for Detective Pikachu, however, and I've only heard good things about that. I haven't seen that yet. You and, you and me need to make a mandate. Yeah, we definitely need to. 
an individual. Um, It'll be a group mandate, not an individual mandate. Yeah, we definitely need to do that. But uh, yeah, I will not be watching the live action Aladdin. That's for fucking sure. What's the last movie you watched? Endgame? Yeah, the last one that we saw in theaters yeah. was Endgame. I hate how much movies are now in theaters. I sound like such an old fucking. How man. much? I know that you got that other thing. How much they cost? Yeah. Yeah, dude, just come to the one indicator yeah. with me. Stop. Don't tell them. Don't tell the people. Three dollar, three dollar uh, matinees on yeah. Saturdays. Yeah. yeah, you can't beat that. There's no beating that. Yeah, I. Uh, is the last thing I saw too. I still haven't seen us. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. There's a bunch. They got a bunch that I haven't seen yet. That well, I need to. Banter goes to the movies. We do. We do. <laughs> That'd be good. Because you guys want to see some funny shit? Go look that God, up. That's awful now. I don't so even want to think about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, some of those old, old Home Before Dark, before it was Home Before Dark videos, I'm sure. Just oh, yeah. Terrible. Really bad. Yeah. We had like the broadcaster lower third underneath us. It's good. It's good stuff. I don't know how it is. I don't know how good it is. Um, let me pull up the fantasy rankings because we did have uh, double games. Mmm. I like this as a discussion. Which will be worse, Aladdin or the Sonic movie? The Sonic movie got delayed until Valentine's Day of next year. It was supposed to come out later this year, but because of the backlash for the way that Sonic the Hedgehog looked, the teeth, it was human so teeth. bad that they have to go back and redo all of it. So it's gotten delayed till February of next year. Guess guess what? They wouldn't have had to redo it if what, Kevin? If they would have done it right the first time. I am willing to bet that Sonic will be worse than Aladdin. Because I at least know what to expect out of the plot lines of Aladdin. Sonic could very easily just be off the fucking rails the entire way through it. Yeah. Is Knuckles in it? I don't know. There's no knuckles. I'm I haven't not seen knuckles it. or tails. I haven't seen anything from mm. either one of them. And I don't know knuckles. Okay, no, no, I'll give you that. Like knuckles was definitely the coolest uh, character design out of all of the Sonic characters. But if you eliminate tails entirely from a Sonic movie, I don't know how you get away with that. And what the the other question is: Is it Doctor Robotnik or whatever Doctor Egg, yeah. Eggman? Yeah. What did they What did they end up? No, re- Eggman. I thought was Mega Man, right? Well, egg, probably. That sounds like a terrible. No, Sonic. They changed it from Doctor Robotnik to Doctor uh, Doctor Egg something. Um, hold on, Doctor Egg and Hog. <laughs> Doctor Eggman. Is that what they changed it to? Really? Yeah, he's Doctor Eggman. Oh now. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was Doctor Robotnik. Though. Why did they change it? I don't know. Doctor Evo Eggman Robotnik. That's interesting. Anyway, he was always Dr. Robotnik whenever I'm pr- I was Speaking kid. of Mega Man, I think there's a live-action Mega Man movie in the works, too, if I'm not mistaken. Live-action? I think so. That's weird. I think so. Why is that weird? I don't know. Mega Man has a lot. Li- Who's going to play him? Joseph Gordon-Levitt? I mean, his whole face is... <laughs> who would, who would his you- whole face is covered with a fucking helmet. His whole body's covered up with armor anyway. Who's going to play Zero? Ooh. That's a good Sean one. Penn from... Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> you have Spicoli playing Zero. <laughs> That'd be pretty great. Yeah. Um, here are your fan- Home Before Dark Fantasy League standings. Oh, from God, the Last app. Airbender. That was so bad. I didn't watch it. Oh, it was so bad. Such a disservice to such a fucking great franchise. Start to finish, Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. So good to see such a terrible adaptation. Oh, it was bad. Uh, number five, we have for, for Whom the Bellow Tolls. That's a, that's a good fantasy name. Uh, Mark E.R. I don't... I, the, the app cuts off your full names. Thought Marker, or Thought Marker Michael German Furman, German <laughs> German. And fourth, we have uh, FC Apogee, Nathan Lyons, last year's champion, last season's champion, I should say, in third place. Don't var me, bro. Matt in second place and then soccer specific fantasy team Andy just tearing MFing Watkins just uh yeah right now he is one point uh no no sorry he's 10 points ahead of second place Ooh, Ooh, that's not much it's it's razor thin right now it's not much it is razor thin uh I hope what Bryant's talking about isn't something that's gonna happen. Oh Knuck- my god. Knuckles and Tails will be in the end credit scene leading the way to a to the Sonic cinematic universe. 
Huh. Uh, meet and greet this week with Arby's Cheddar, Beef and Cheddars. Uh, not this f- week. I'm out this week for Wednesday. For me, so. it's Big Montana or Bust. So I'm going Meat Mountain or Bust. Okay. I'll double up on my up here and all that day. Or I, Mountain. I, I am a big fan of the uh, ranch bacon, like the ranch, the turkey bacon ranch, the market fresh sandwich <sighs> at Arby's. I really like that. I can't say I've had, uh, this is going to sound bad. good. I haven't had Arby's in like 10 years. Oh, probably. dude, I go to Arby's at <laughs> least. Like what? Y'all hating. I go to Arby's. That's how you know you got to ride or die. Katie and I will roll through Arby's at least Two or three times a month. Jeez. At least. Jeez. It good? I like it. Yeah. No, I do too. I'm I just can't eat it. With I it, just can't that three eat pepper it sauce? Yeah, three pepper sauce is good. It's a little sweet, but it's good. I like that three pepper sauce. Who's got the best sauce in the game? <laughs> Top oh. to bottom, Chick-fil-A's gotta be dominating, right? I mean, yeah. it just got so much of it. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, oh, sir. Oh, the Black and Ranch? Excuse me, sir. You you brought a Popeye's cup in here, and you're telling me they're not the sauce boss? Black and Ranch? Black and Ranch. Head and shoulders Or above Mardi Gras mustard. Mardi Gras. I know you're not a mustard fan, but that Mardi Gras mustard is fucking amazing. But Black and Ranch, though, I don't know, man. I get one of both. Because you need something for them biscuits. Dude, that's... See, you, you like... You Have you seen those memes? Like, she told me to choke her, so I gave her a Popeye's biscuit. <laughs> I gave her Popeye's biscuit nothing to drink. <laughs> How could something be so buttery and so dry at the same time? Oh, ta- oh you know, the Taco Bell fire sauce. That's a good one. It is. It's a good one. It's a good sauce. But it's the same sauce in different levels. Okay, now here's here's another. So here's the kicker, right? So... How many of the sauces that we're talking about are contingent upon being eaten with the food served at the establishment? I'll eat that. I'll drink Black and Ranch <laughs> from Popeyes. <laughs> You're talking about a kid who made a made a ranch and soy sauce sandwich as a kid. I would just you. So would you just like Gogurt one? If I just filled up an Otter Pop sleeve with some Black and Ranch, you just yeah. <laughs> it would probably ruin it for me for the rest of my life, but. It's a risk I'm willing to take. Oh, man. Yeah. That's tough, man. Is that true? I don't know if that's true, Brian. Brian's what? asking if it's true what I said about Taco Bell. It's the same sauce, just different levels of hot. Ooh. I don't know. I don't I've know never either. heard that. I, I don't know if I just made it up. I just feel like there's not much deviation between Ooh, those sauces. I haven't had Taco Bell in a while. That's one I haven't been to in a minute. I didn't I, eat Chick-fil-A, or I hate cookout after that loss. <laughs> I tweeted about that. It's my own, like, stages of grief going through cookout. Yeah. So what's your cookout order? It is the Cajun chicken sandwich with two chicken quesadillas as sides. Oof. I go uh, barbecue. Or, or, or onion rings and chicken quesadillas. See, my onion problem, rings are pretty good. So my problem with their sides, especially the onion rings and the chicken nuggets, There's is four of them. the ratio. Yeah. Right? So I go barbecue sandwich. Chicken quesadilla, Cajun fries. And this is like, I've, I've ordered a, a platter from them or a tray from them probably like four or five times in my that life. That peanut butter banana milkshake is where it's at, though. Because I use the real bananas. That shit's so good. See, I can't eat that. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Not with that attitude, but you can. You got the surgery, dude. Well, you got to do it again? Fucking do it again. Oh, my God. My big toe started hurting today, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> DeBoer gout. Uh, Michelle's asking where Dan James is. He's, he's usually real as us back in. Michelle, Aston Villa got promoted yesterday or today. I think it was yesterday whenever they played. So Dan is in grief right now. He is uh, he's in hiding. Uh, yeah, that's why we're talking about who's the sauce boss and uh, Detective Pikachu. What do you expect? Yeah. So um, Minnesota on Wednesday night. I'm going to be at the game. Kevin will not. I am very much expecting a win out of that game, uh, especially if we're going to be fielding our playmakers. And I'm expecting a win for sure. sure. Surely the results of both the Red Bulls matches, the Red Bulls and RSL matches, have lit a fire under everybody involved from the coaching to the players to. Yeah. that they are coming home 
with an intent to fucking bring the heat this week. Yeah. Got to. I think so. And then on on Saturday, speaking of the heat, the Bridgeport Fire are coming to Atlanta on Saturday. And I expect a win out of that, too. Yeah. Is that that draw this past week against NYCFC? NYC concern you at all? No, they're a very up-and-down team. We've seen them beat the brakes off of people, and then we've seen them lose games that they probably should win based off yeah, of those games. Yeah, that big win against New England a couple weeks yeah, ago. It was 4 nothing, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to expect with that team. All I know to what to expect is that they're going to be an inconsistent team. Yeah. Uh... Minnesota is still without... So to Elliot's point, good offensive team, bad defensive team. I think... I don't has has Ike Opara even seen the field yet for Minnesota since that trade? I don't know that he has. That's something I've been meaning to look at. I no, I guess he has. He's played eleven <laughs> games. He started ten of them. Um, so I'm just crazy. He just hasn't played in the last couple games. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. No, he just had only seven minutes against Houston. If you had to pick another team, another two teams to watch. In MLS right now, because I feel like we all kind of passively watch other teams, at least their other results. Who'd you be watching right now? Uh, LAFC? The two teams from LA, I think. Just because Latan, for better or worse, is always a spectacle to watch. I think, that I'm, thinking, is, I'm thinking LA and uh, LAFC and um, DC right now. Because to your point about DC being up and down, I'm interested to see where that train goes. Yeah. Also, Sporting KC, after what Johnny Russell did to. Um, Seattle this weekend. I don't know if you saw that that individual effort he had. He had a hat trick against Seattle, but the second oh, nice. goal that he scored was ridiculous. He he weaved his way through about five defenders. On is that the one that he split the two guys? Yeah. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, yeah. They're about they're yeah. I think they're about five guys that sh- could have and should have stopped him on his way to that goal. Mm, five guys. That's another good fast. Food. No, you're not I, a fan of five I'm guys. I'm not a fan of five guys. Oh, okay. They don't right. they don't put char on their burger. I feel like their burger is. Almost like it's cooked in a medium heat pan. That's what it feels like. It's sous vide. Oh, God. <laughs> a sous vide, sous vide hamburger. <laughs> I got to. It's confit. <laughs> no, Smash Burger and Burger Fi are the two that, two chain ones that I like. Oh, Burger Fi's all right. I like Burger Fi. But Village Burger and Tucker. In downtown Tucker. <laughs> oh, yeah, That's my jam. Yeah. There's one up in Dunwoody, too. It's pretty solid. They have a village burger in Dunwoody? I'm pretty sure. Nice. We're talking about the same place. Uh, no reviews, no ratings, uh, no love for the boys. Um, Dan is going to be in studio more often now. Is that right? I don't know. I don't. Is that the plan? Are you putting him on the spot? I hope so. I don't think that's, I don't think that's the plan, well, from what I understand. I guess uh, we'll see. <laughs> that goes. May or may not be seeing more or less of Dan. I guess we'll see. <laughs> we are going to start probably getting more guests in here whenever da- whenever we are devoid of Dan. So Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. Um, however you spent your Memorial Day, to those of you that hung out with us live in the trap uh, this Monday and every Monday, we appreciate you. If you want to be a part of the shenanigans, be sure to subscribe on YouTube and hit the Bell Holcomb icon to get a notification whenever we go live. And yeah, Twitter at Home Before Dark. That's before spelled B in the number four. Ratings and reviews on iTunes always help. And uh, tell a friend. See you next week. As always. Now seven days we crawl up to the ground Now seven sins we wear just like a crown
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 